Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, um, whatever time that you are watching this. I am Liz and this is Life Talks with Liz. It has been a minute since I've had the opportunity to sit down and record any videos for the channel. I only have, well, technically two, but it's, it's the same content. So I only have one video really um, since I started this channel and um, it is called Life Talks with Liz. And so I think as my life progresses and as things come up in life, this will prompt me to make videos. And I think it's been so much going on in the past couple of months, all good things. I've been extremely productive with my nonprofit and the Employee Association. For those of you that follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll know that I have a nonprofit that I've partnered with a school in the DC area to teach at Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then also um, I have an employee association that I created for my department. And so we have been extremely busy in both of those endeavors. And on top of that, I do have a full-time job. And then I also have a business and a social life, okay? And a dating life. And that's what this video is going to be about, honey. It's gonna be about dating in the DMV. And this is gonna be three tips to successful dating in the DMV. And this is for like-minded women. So women that have a like mind like myself. So what made me um, make this video is, basically seeing some of the patterns that I've noticed about the dating world here specific to the DMV. This could be true for any metropolitan area that has a high ratio of women, low ratio of men, right? And the women are eligible. They're eligible bachelorettes on the surface, right? On paper. And they are, you know, they're in it to win it. So you are in that pool of women and maybe your desires are a little bit different, but you're still competing technically for the same sorts of men, whether they're the six two, six three, or the five eight. There's just so many, so many women vying for these men. And also there are a lot of eligible bachelors in the area too, right? So I have had some really great success in the dating area where, where it comes to the DMV. Now, what I equate success to is being able to actually go through the process and see do i even want to go to the next level with this person right being able to get to the point of saying like okay we've been on several days we've been communicating i'm getting to know him and you know what i don't think this guy's for me or alternatively we've gone through that same process and now i think i want to take it to the next level and focus only on him right because we're just talking about dating we're not talking about being in a relationship we're not talking about getting married obviously that is the goal but this is the preliminary stage and if you are single and dating and looking you need to focus on where you are obviously we know where you want to go but you have to have a strategy for where you are so that's what we're going to talk about today um so this is three dating tips for dmv for the dmv uh for like-minded women and so first I wanna talk about what a like-minded woman might be. I have my notes, so I'll be looking here um, to keep myself on track. Okay, so for me, like-minded, and that is for me, right? Because I'm only talking from my point of view. So the women that might resonate with this video are women who have done a lot of self-healing. They have gone through this arduous process of figuring out why they are attracted to certain cycles. Because um, we think we're attracted to a certain 
person, but really we're attracted to a certain energy and that energy follows people um, all throughout life, right? So sometimes you're attracted to the energy that the person has, be it good or bad, and it's there to teach you a lesson and to heal something within you, right? So a lot of us um, have taken some time out during COVID, you've been alone, and you started to see those areas that are bubbling up and why you are gravitating to certain people, places and things, or why you get so comfortable in certain situations. And then you realize, I don't want to do that anymore. I would, I desire a different type of lifestyle. I desire different type of relationships. I don't feel like people are treating me the way that I see myself but I keep putting myself in that situation. So then you start to just isolate, you start to heal, and you really start to see the areas that you have contributed to the negative aspects of your life, right? And you're not gonna be a victim anymore. You're not gonna play the sad song on the violin. You're gonna sit down and be honest with yourself and you're gonna say, this is where I can heal, right? This is the areas that I've never even addressed. The pain, the trauma, the heartache, the disappointment, from my past, or maybe it's from my childhood, maybe it's from a relationship, but regardless of what it is, you've identified it and you started to pluck it up from the root and then cast it out. Like you don't want no parts. And then you are able to like alchemize that energy to be able to help you move forward, right? So you've done a lot of self-healing, like you've gone through the trenches, right? Like if you're resonating with anything that I say, I don't have to say anymore, you have done the self-healing and you know you have because you're at the point now where you're very comfortable being single. Not that you wanna be, you can acknowledge, I want love, I want connection. You can fully acknowledge that. Um, and you can also say, but I'm not gonna settle. And your actions are showing that, right? Um, so that's the one thing. Um, and you, so the first thing is you've done a lot of self-healing, right? The second thing that would make you resonate with this video is you don't have FOMO, F-O-M-O. And that is the acronym for fear of missing out you know that you are in alignment now and whatever is for you it cannot and will not pass you by and you will not pass it by because you're in alignment so you're not you don't fear missing out you're not going to try to hang on to every guy that you think is good you are at the space where you're going to give it a good go you're going to use your voice you're going to set your boundaries you're going to give grace and all of that but the minute that i see that you got me fucked up i'm going to be over here to the left okay to the left <laughs> You do not have a fear of missing out. You do not have a fear. You don't have a fear of never being married. You don't have a fear of never having children. You don't have a fear of being alone for the rest of your life. And even if that happens, right, you're okay with it because you're, you're at peace with yourself and you're in alignment with yourself and you have come to the understanding that what's for you will always be for you. No one can ever change that because it's not connected to a person. It's an energy and you just don't fear missing out, okay? And then the last thing that would make you a like-minded individual is that you desire deep connection and intimacy. You are done with the superficiality of this world. You are done with the materialism of this world. And while, like me, you may love nice things, you may adorn yourself nicely, you may, you know, make sure that you create a very luxurious life for yourself, a very comfortable life for yourself, but you're not attached to any of it. And you definitely don't want a man that only wants to be connected with you because of what you have, or because you look good, or because you sexy, or because everybody else wants you or to feed his ego. You're done with that. It turns you off. You cannot even get moist for that type of energy okay so those are the women that this video is for so if it's for you and you like what you've heard so far let's go ahead and get into the three tips that i have for successful dating in the dmv okay number one and i really do think that this is the most important right date for fun the first four 
the first one to three months, you should be dating for fun. You already know in the top of your mind what boundaries you have. You already know in the top of your mind that you're not sleeping with this man. You already know it. You already know that even if he comes over, he's not getting any. You're not filling him up. You're not giving him no head in the car. You're not spending your money on him. You're not going to let him play you. So you don't have to come in with all your armor like, listen, let me tell you right now, we're going to have two days and then after that, you better make me a girlfriend. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Like, once again, you do not have to do that. Because why? You don't have a fear of missing out. Two, you are no longer attached to an outcome from one particular person because you understand what you want is an energy. It is an energy that is following you, is, is chasing after you. All you got to do is be in place, right? So you're going to meet a guy and you're going to have a spark. You're going to take his number and then you are going to set out, you know, the intention as far as like, you know, guiding him, obviously. But you're not going to cut off everybody every time they do something that pisses you off, right? Disrespect clearly is a no, okay? And I'm the ladies that this video is for, I do not have to tell you that. I'm going to say it because there's going to be a lot of people that watch this video that may not resonate with all of aspects of this video. So I do want to be specific. So we're not talking about guys that are clearly playing games with you, right? They're telling you they're going to do something. They never do it. They're only texting you. They never call. They, you know, flake on you. They're canceling days. Those guys, they don't get your time. They don't get your energy. And, you know, you block and delete. But just say you meet a guy, you guys go out on a Tuesday and then... A week or two goes by and it's spotty communication that's not grounds for you to break it off with him or to stop talking to him right or to label him as anything he doesn't have to be a fuck boy he doesn't have to be playing games you give him no title because you're not attached to this anyway you are just having fun and you already did that so you've accomplished what you came out to do you went out on a date you have fun that's that that was a success because what it's going to do is help you to continue to sharpen your skills on dating. You're going to learn the better questions to ask while you're dating to properly vet these guys. You're going to learn what places you like to go to and what places you do not like to go to. So there's still a purpose in that fun date. And also while you're dating for fun, you're going to date more than one guy. So you're not going to be focused only on one guy. Now, if there's only one guy that you like, you're not going to force connections, right? But you are going to, if you have two or three guys that are pursuing you, you're going to allow those men to pursue you. Again, whenever I talk about dating, and I want to be clear because people get this misconstrued all the time, we're not talking about you having sex with these men. We're talking about you actually going out on dates out of your home, out of their home, out on the town. You're going to dinner. You're going to top golf. You're going axe throwing. You're going to the gun range. You're going on a yacht party you're going to a brunch maybe you're going to something that he has at his workplace right maybe you're going to a happy hour um maybe you're going to the movies skating hiking right you're dating and engaging with him on things that you would normally like to do you're you know going along with him you guys are engaging in some witty banter you're being sexy you're being flirty you're being yourself and you have some company while you're doing it and you're seeing is this somebody that i would want to continue to date is this somebody that i would want to you know put over the last guy that i dated and you're because you're steadily kind of like assessing the field right and if your capacity is maybe two men so that you can really assess it then do that nobody says you have to date five guys at one time but you don't need to be focused on just one guy within the first to three months of of, of dating you don't um another thing is 
make sure that you're setting the tone for the dates, right? So don't always let him tell you what, what you're gonna do. The first date, you wanna see what he's going to suggest. So you wanna kinda give him that leeway. And if you need to steer him in the right direction, do that. I'll give you guys a little story time. So I met this guy out one night on a cute little rooftop in the summer. Well, it was like the end of summer. And um, we sparked up a conversation, you know, we chit-chatted, it was cute. He bought me some drinks, you know, and then he asked me for my number. So then he asked me if he could take me out and I said he could. And he was gonna give me some suggestions on restaurants that I could choose from. So he gives me a list of three restaurants and child, I don't remember all of them, but one of them was Succotash, I think. And the other one was something, I, I don't remember the other two, but neither, none of them were anything that I was interested in, right? And I wasn't gonna waste my time to go there. It's not something that I would have taken myself to on any regular day. And I'm dating for fun, but I'm also dating to meet somebody that has the same interest as me um, and would like to go to the same places as me too. Now, I wanna be introduced to new things, sure, but the first date, I feel a man should be trying to impress me, um, even if it's just to say, look at me, right? And if you don't take that amount of pride in yourself on a first date, I'm not your girl, right? If you don't look at me and want to impress me, it's okay. It's nothing against me, but you're not my guy. And that's just what that is. So he sent me these um, suggestions. I didn't like any of them and I told him I did it. And then he asked me if I had any suggestions and I told him I did not. I don't have any and I don't have the capacity to try to think of any. And then he asked me what my, um, what did I kind of like to eat? You know, so I told him like, I don't eat meat. I don't eat fish. I need something with a good menu um, that has great veggie options or great vegan options. I want a great wine selection and great ambiance. So he asked me if he could have more time. Sorry, I keep my, my little um, cage keeps twisting y'all. <laughs> anyway, um, so he came back and at this point, honestly, I'm feeling like if he walked away, it's warranted. We met one time, we had a good time that night. It's about a week or two later and now this girl, you know, she's rattling off this list. I don't have time. And if he had to just walked away, it's cool. That's my boundary and it's there for a reason. But instead he came back and asked me if he could have more time to find a better option. At which time I was interested. Now I'm very interested and I'm like, you know what? Yes, yes, black man, yes you can. So he comes back and we end up going to 1799 Prime, which is um, a new black owned restaurant in Old Town Alexandria. Great ambiance, live music, the best wine selection that I've had in Alexandria. And they had wonderful food, wonderful food. And we ended up going out. It took us about three weeks to get our schedules together, but we go out, we had a great time and we've been out four times since then. And this just happened, we went on our first date what is this, November? So it's in November. We went on our first date, the beginning of November. I met him uh, mid-September, no, early September. Anyways, my point is, I set my boundaries, I knew where I wanted to go, but I didn't attach a lot to the outcome to that situation, and I went and had fun with him the first time. And then after that, I think we've gone hiking and we went ax throwing and we went dancing. So we had fun on all those dates and it just makes me want to continue to date him. And now I'm looking like, okay, now he was here at one point, but now he's like here. He's actually at the top right now of all the guys that I'm dating or seeing or entertaining. He's very much at the top. I look forward to seeing him. I look forward to communicating with him. And he actually is starting to get more ideas. He's starting to see 
you know, what I like. And now he's, um, you know, the next thing that we're going to go on is going to be a wellness spa. So that is the way. And now I'm, you know, about to be what, two months into knowing this guy. And I can start to narrow the way that I'm dating and kind of engage with him in a little bit of a different way. But anyways, that's what I'm, my, that's what I'm saying. What I mean, like date for fun, date multiple guys, but then still set the tone for the dates. Because if a man likes you, and even if he has pride in himself, right, he's going to follow your lead. Okay, enough of that. So I hope that makes sense. Date for fun within the first um, one to three months. You should be just kind of dating for fun, seeing how does this person mesh into your life? What are your similarities? What do you guys believe in on a fundamental level? You're going to go a little bit deep, hopefully, but then also you're going to have some fun and you're going to be able to just enjoy this person and get to see their personality. How do they act when you get to be in wild a little bit and you get to dancing, right? How does he act whenever you guys are in public and other guys are checking you out and trying to buy drinks for you and trying to talk to you when he's around? These are the things that being, you know, he and I have been able to experience and I get to see how he acts in those situations. All right. Number two, set your standards high. There's no reason for you to set the bar here when you're dating. You can't see my, yeah, to the point where nobody can see it. Um, a lot of my friends tell me that, you know, I'm too hard on men and I'll, you know, go ghost on them or whatever. And, you know, for me, if we never went on one day, I don't really feel like I'm going ghost on you. And I don't feel like a guy's going ghost on me. If it's just been one day or, you know, one phone call and we don't talk again, it's fine. Um, you know, but for me, again, once I saw the, once I saw kind of the pattern that men had here, um, I realized that I had to raise the bar because women don't require a lot here, it doesn't seem. They're very simple in what they want a man to do because a lot of women are pressed to have a man. And there are a lot of, you know, seemingly eligible bachelors, especially if you're not willing to like dig deep and really get to know who they are. And so these men, they will take you to these basic ass restaurants. They will dinner you to fucking death, excuse my language, when they wanna take you out. Um, there's no sort of creativity with the dates. They're not catering it to the woman that they're dating. They are just going to these trendy restaurants where everything is under like $20 because they got five more days after you this week, honey, and they're gonna do it all again next week. No shade, right? Because we're all dating for fun and trying to see who we want to really kind of lock in on. But for me, even if you want to date for fun, you need to date within my standards. And my standards are not Mike's. My standards is not Carlisle or Clyde's. That you will not be taking me there on a first date and expect for me to be impressed at all. I'm not even considering it a date, actually. I met this gentleman. He used to live in um, my building and we, you know, hit it off. He was, you know, nice and funny. And so he, but he didn't really come off to me like, I want to date you. He just said, you know, we should hang out sometime. And I'm like, okay, cool. To me, hanging out is hanging out. A date is a date. Words matter. So he hits me up in the middle of the day. He's like, hey, what you doing? Let's go to lunch. It was very impromptu. I'm cool with impromptu. I can be because I'm having fun. So I said, you know what? Let me finish up what I'm doing. I can meet you at three. That's around the time I normally have lunch anyway. So he comes to pick me up and we go to Mike's. And, you know, it was cool, whatever. And then we went to like another little restaurant on the harbor, maybe like a day later. And okay, sorry about that, guys. My phone died. And so I had to switch phones or not my phone died. My storage is full. So hopefully I can finish this up before this phone actually dies because the battery is really low. But anyway, so we went to maybe like two or three restaurants, but they were all super basic. Nothing that either one of us had to get dressed up for. That's what I like to do on a date, right? Especially early on. So then after about two or three weeks of us just hanging out, he starts to complain because he doesn't think I like him and I'm not showing him anything and we don't went on all these dates. 
and I don't, I'm not showing any reciprocity and why don't I have any ideas? And I said, well, first of all, we haven't been on any dates and I'm happy to just hang out with you. I'm happy to just kick it with you, go grab something to eat. But I didn't know we were dating and I def you definitely haven't taken me on any dates. And he was flabbergasted. He was offended. I'm like, dude, and it's not about the money, ladies. It's not about the money. However, comma, you done spent $50 on me aggregately and you feel away because you don't think I've been reciprocating. I've been hanging out with you. That's the exchange. I didn't call you and ask you to take you out. That's not how that happened. So, you know, you were trying to show me that I should give you more time and energy. There's nothing that you've done that's shown me that I should make a priority to see you, right? And I feel very strongly about it. I feel no type of way. Because for me, the guy that's interested in me, he's gonna have picked up by two to three weeks, he's gonna know this is the type of woman that likes this, this, and this. And even if I don't know for sure, I'm going to throw that out there. I've tried this already. I'm going to try that. And I'm going to cater to what she wants as far as showing her that I'm interested. And it's even better if it's something that he already wants to do. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyways, my standards are already set. They're not changing for anybody. They're not changing for anyone. So... If you come in and you're below the standard, well, I can't really consider you as a dating prospect. Now, can I? Because then I'm going to go against myself. Since I've already done my healing work, since I've already, I don't have a fear of missing out, I'm not going to go against myself, right? So set your standards high, right? Whatever they're doing in your area, set them higher. So right now, I'm actually declining dinner dates for the most part. Um, I do think that the first date can be a dinner date because it gives you a time to really sit down with that person and look at them in the face and kind of read their body language and get some sort of gauge on them. But the second and third date, we need to be doing something active, something creative, something that is more in alignment with what we are saying that we are or who we're saying we are, right? Because if you say that you like music and you like to draw and you like nature, why aren't we doing something where we're listening to music or we're going to an art class or we're in nature? Why are we just going to this restaurant? Okay. And even if you like restaurants, still set your standards higher. Do not settle for these Mike's, Carlisle's, and Clyde ass dates. I'm sorry. Don't settle for the little Ticaria in a cute little quaint area. Now, if you like that, fine. But for me, the reason to set the standard higher as far as where are we going and what we're doing is because it makes the man get out of his monotonous tone of dating right it makes him because he's on autopilot he's not only taking these two women to this place it's probably because only where he wants to go but no nobody's challenging him and men will do whatever you allow we want them to be so oh i want a wine and diner but a lot of men they want to do it but not if you're gonna let them take you to mike's and they're gonna pay 25 dollars for two they're gonna do that right and guess who's gonna get the dinner date to true lux the woman that doesn't accept the dinner date to mike's Okay. And the third thing that you need to do is be open. I know. I know. This is going to be the hardest one probably. But just hear me out because I know how y'all like to tussle. There are things that you should already know that you don't mind sharing that if it were to come back on you or somebody throw it in your face, it ain't even going to bother you. It'll just show you who they are and you can keep it moving. Okay. But one of the things that this dating world is lacking and what people desire, no matter if they want to say it or not, is intimacy and connection. So this is going to do a lot of things, actually. It's going to prepare you for your man, first of all, because you got it. It's like a muscle. You got to build that thing, right? So you cannot just say, well, what if I'm a man? I'm going to be open. You're not. You're lying to yourself. You're going to find him. You're not going to be have been open in the past and you're going to find it harder to open up. Now he's ready and he's looking at you like, I'm not here to crack you open. You need to already have some sense of vulnerability about you. 
you. And you need to have the wherewithal to know that you can't tell everybody everything, okay? So that's number one. I'm not telling you to go tell all of your deepest, darkest secrets to these men that you just met. What I am saying, though, is there are certain things that you need to know that if you share with a person, it's going to seem like you're really opening up. And for you, you probably will be because it's not something that you typically talk about. For instance, for me, something that I might open up to a man about to show them that I am open to the connection is maybe, let me think, how I never felt loneliness until my daughter went off to college. That is a fact. And it's not something that I really used to talk about, but it's a fact. And it is, it does leave me very vulnerable. It's going to show me one of two things. Are they going to try to extort that? And are they going to assume that I'm, that I'm lonely for a man and try to weasel their way into my life, right? Just because they think I'm lonely or excuse me. I don't know if I, I think I might try to um, blot that out, but if I don't get a chance to excuse me, um, or are they going to take that as a chance to connect with me? And to say like, well, dang, you weren't, you know, ask me more questions, be more insightful, and then just take it to see like, man, this woman is really in touch with her feelings. And I want someone who is in touch with their feelings because I want a woman that has something that I don't, right? Or that can help me to open up a little bit more. And um, so, yeah, that's something that I might share to show a man that I'm open. I don't really care if anybody throws that against me because I'm not sitting in a place of loneliness at this point. I had to work through that. That really helped me to heal a lot of my um, childhood issues. I never had to deal with being alone before, really. I never had to deal with it because <laughs> I had my daughter when I was 18 years old. And so I've always had someone else to live for, someone else to kind of like make decisions for, someone else that was there. Me and my daughter are extremely close. She's super dope. I love her to death. And it wasn't until she went off to college that I just did not know what to do with myself. Like I literally, and I had a life. I had a life. I had a big, you know, I had a life. So it wasn't because I had a lack of things to do. And I even had guys that I was dating, but it wasn't, it wasn't filling that void. And that's whenever I had to deal with the loneliness, right? And that's where a lot of my self-healing, this, you know, round of self-healing, because it's an ongoing process, that's where a lot of that happened was from that place of loneliness and longing for that deep soul connection. Because the only, the, the longest and deepest soul connection that I had, you know, it was kind of like, it was changing. So me sharing that with a man will show me what type of man he is. And it will also show him what type of woman I am. And so, um, and then it'll kind of add to the layer of intimacy that we are looking for. Us as like-minded women, we're looking for intimacy, right? You can't have that without openness, i.e. vulnerability. So just to recap, the three tips that I have for dating success is date for fun, set your standards high, and be hopeful open. And I classify success when it comes to dating as being able to actually go through the process and find a man, set your boundaries, right? And then he's going to step over them. And then you're like, okay. And then you're going to have those standards and he's going to meet them. And then you're like, okay. And then you're going to be open and then he's going to be open with you. And now you're like, oh, okay. And now you're going into month two, into month three, and you can start to cater some of your options right because we're not keeping all these men forever we're not trying to be hot girls out here in these streets right we are not sexing these men we're not laying up over their houses we are out in the world dating getting to know them communicating facetiming falling asleep on the phone holding them accountable being open having this dialogue creating connections and so if it doesn't work out guess what you likely still have a good friend because that man that's made it through all those steps with you with no ill intent 
he sees your value. And you may not talk to him every day if you guys don't work out, but when you need something, he'll probably be there, right? To me, that is what successful dating looks like. Obviously, the most successful is when you transition into a relationship. But if you're not tackling it properly at the beginning stages, and if you don't have enough like fortitude to do that multiple times, then you know, you're not gonna have any success. And one other thing that I wanna mention is that you don't need to be attached to the outcome of these dates. You need to go into it with an open hand and just say, I am here for the experience. I'm going to give my best. And that means I'm going to get the best. And then I'm going to move on. Whether or not that person moves on with you is yet to be determined. But the less expectation you have for the exact way that it turns out, the more success I think you will have. I've met some really great guys here in the DMV. I've had you know them do a lot of great things to show me that, hey, I'm interested in you. And we have had some marginal successes and you know at some point you'll see this person isn't for me and you'll know it because certain things just don't gel i've only had one kind of traumatic situation since i've been here and ironically enough that was from somebody that i knew in the like i knew so these the men that i've just met you know i feel like they want connection too you know um they want to be open um, they want to be able to share their life with someone and they want to be challenged. They want to be challenged. They do not want to be mediocre, but they will be mediocre if you let them or they will, you know, a lot of times maybe you're letting them be mediocre and then they get to, you know, fall into the back. And it's because a woman came along and probably challenged them, even if she was doing it in a, you know, malicious conniving way, which a lot of these women do. But we all are going through our journey. We're all learning, right? So be the woman that has a good heart and being challenging. Do that, right? I am difficult. You know, men tell me all the time. I take pride in it because you know what? I'm also, I'm difficult to fool. I'm difficult to get over on. I'm difficult for you to come in, send me through a whirlwind of romance, and then dip out and leave me in shambles. That's not going to be the easiest thing for a man to do at this stage in the game. And it's because it's happened in the past. I've learned and I've grown from it. And I've been able to implement implement new ways of dating so that I can have success and move to the next level. Date a different caliber of man. Be able to have different type of experiences, right? So I hope that you guys found value in this video. I'm going to put some of the comments below. I'm also going to put some of the options or excuse me, locations. In the past, I'm going to say six weeks of dates that I've been on um, that I've had a lot of fun with. I mentioned some of them in the video already, like hiking, top golf, um, throw social, true lux, um, $17.99 Prime, um, 12 stories, because we went dancing. That was very that was very impromptu. Um, and yeah, all that good stuff. Um, I hope that you guys will continue to work on yourselves, be open to the dating process. There is someone out here that can suit your fancy. Um, but you got to, you know, stay firm, stay steady. Don't let this world deter you. You know, you know what you're worth, okay? And even if that means you're alone for a while, you're worth it. You are worth being alone more than you're worth getting caught up with some of these, you know, unevolved men who live in their ego and just want to conquer women to say that they did. They are man boys. They don't have any character and since you don't want them anyway, okay? I love you a lot and I hope that you enjoyed this Life Talks with Liz and I can't say when I'm going to be back, but when I come back, um, I hope that I have something good for you the next time as well. Bye.